Mazalwana, this is my wife, Mutsidisi uh, Moiti, of many, many years. I sometimes forget the year. How many years? 25. 25 years. So, there, that is a long time. And the fire is still burning. And the fire is still, the Holy Spirit keeps burning this fire. And now we're going to share, Bazalwana, about our journey. And, 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 and this is what the Holy Spirit has put in our hearts so that the Lord will get the glory. And it has, it has been a long journey with the Lord. I will, I will briefly give you my background because, you know, as a young boy growing up in Midlands, in Soweto, my father and my mother, uh, they divorced when I was very young. And I was left only with my mother. My father left. And my mother took to alcohol. So she, she, she spent a lot of time away from home. So I grew up basically on my own. And I had two siblings, an older brother and a younger sister. And I never lived with them in the same room. Yet they were still alive, but they were living in different places. But today, I'm the only surviving member of that family. And I always said to Mutsidis, it is by the grace of God. I do not know why God has left me, because I could have gone the same way. Or I could have gone the same way. My siblings, but by his gracious hand, he preserved me. And I need to ask, why, Lord, did you preserve me? Because during that time, it was hard. And as a young boy, we didn't go to church. I didn't know church as a family. I used to go to church as a young boy when there were when there were visitors, you know, having the, what do they say? Revivals. Yeah, then we would stick into the, yeah, but that's, that's how I got as close to the church. And, but I met a gentleman who was a boyfriend of my cousin's sister, and he asked me, Would, wouldn't you want to join my younger brothers, you know, to church? And it was an Anglican church. I said, no, sure, I think it's, it's, a good, it's a good idea. And I did, indeed, I followed up. And I went and I became a, an altar boy at uh, St. Mary's in Orlando. And during that time, it was hard, but I prayed to God. I said, God, please give me a family. When I grow up, give me a family. Give me a wife and many children so that I can embrace the atmosphere of family, because I didn't know family. I, I went to live with different family members because I was searching for a home. But I said, Lord, give it to me. 20 years later or more, God gave me Mutsidisi. And now we have five children. Five children we have. 
it's a it's 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 a it's a very strong family because when some people when we tell them that we have five children it's like taboo today it's like taboo five and well well we have six in essence the other one left while she was still while he was still very young but it was like taboo for us it's a blessing that god has said in his way that blessed is the man who has plenty of them plenty of them. He says, blessed is the man who have lots of children. But, but remember, not with many different wives. Eh? <laughs> lots of them, but with that woman that you have become one with. Yeah, but you are blessed. Are they like, they're like arrows in a quaver. You know, arrows in a quaver were very important things in the times of the Solomons when they go to battle. It was a matter of life or death. If you don't have your your, your arrows are finished, you are, you are almost dead. So you can imagine, it was so important that you use them very, very sparingly and carefully. And, and we, yeah, because they are your pride, they are your life. So children are like that. Children are a blessing. So that's how it happened. And what, how did I get to be involved in football. Like a, any young boy in the townships, I used to play football, but I never had any idea. Our a professional player. But somehow, some people recognize that I have the skill. And one old man came and said, you know what, I'm a pirate support. Please, man, can, can I go with you to the office? pirates. And then I said, no, that's fine. And then he connected me with the officials and then they said, okay. And they believed this man. They've never seen me play, but they believed him. They said, okay, come to training tomorrow. Actually, we will, we will pick you up. And they came to my home. They picked me up. The next day, I signed up with Orlando Pirates. Wow. Only two days. I think that was God's plan. And, and now, I mean, the, uh, the, the rest is history when it comes to football. There's a lot that we can share about with it. But the amazing thing is I was at university. My first ambition was to become a pharmacist. And I enrolled at Rhodes University in Grahamstown. And after one year, I, t I returned because I needed uh, uh, resources. I needed f money. And Orlando Pirates was the conduit that God used to provide for me. So I got money from Pirates. So I said, no, let me rather enroll at Vets University because it's nearer. I can be able to play soccer and then attend lectures. It, it was hard. It was, I think it was not what I hoped to be. But it was all in God's plan. Academically, it didn't work out after many years at, at Vets University. And my football career took off in a very short space of time. It took off. If you remember the 1966, 1996, Africa Cup of Nations, 1995, Orlando Pirates, all those, all those they happened in such a short space of time. 
And I saw the provision of God mightily in that space of time. So it was, it was the beginning of a journey. It was a beginning where God now was, was directing me to a certain direction. And, and then I met Mutsidisi and we, we got married in 1990. I don't, I don't remember. Some, somewhere. Yeah, we, we, you'll make the, you, you'll add on subtract. And, and yeah, we got married and we got children and we had a wonderful home. And then, yeah, maybe Mutsidisi can take from there. I just wanted to give you a brief about myself, where I come from. I think God has been very gracious to us. As John said, Thursday, na kehulela family nyabana by six. And Auswaga, I am sure she is in this congregation, Ausmunki. So I'm the last and Ausmunki is the first. But Harakopana Lejon Neridula Hilbro. So I was my education in Cape Town, Kense Engineering, so I was living in Hebrew, and John was still a student at Wits, and he was also living in Hebrew, but playing football. So when we first met, we never actually, there was no chemistry. <laughs> um, it was not there. I, we were both focused on education. We had a mutual friend, and um, I loved his his personality, but there was nothing further than that. But Mudimu, in his own way, showed us later, as we were friends, Hori, he wants us to be together. And one of the signs was how so many people around him were fighting our relationship. And now, at that time, I was like, you know what, John, don't commit to anything, because we were expecting our first child. And he is to, uh, today 25. So John said, I want to marry you. And I said, no, don't commit to anything. You don't understand. You're going to be famous, and you're going to be very successful, and every girl will want to. So take your time. But John, being the personality that he, he was, and he went to my mother. And I wasn't even aware that I was pregnant. He said to me, Mtsidis is pregnant, and he's two weeks pregnant. And, and indeed, I was pregnant, but I wasn't even away. My mother was very shocked. So later, Abamputa, Ausmunki knows, all of us as Banana Babararu, Kohai. My mother was Linda Dwaka, they were not focused on Lobola. But Mewaka called me aside, Argo John, you know, I'm just disappointed that you are pregnant before you actually committed but I have respect of your courage. And I told my mother, and my mother said, we don't ask him what he has. We ask him more so that he understands that he cannot afford to pay the Lobola Gaufen. But everything was done very smoothly. We got together. And God blessed us a lot. And we thought it was us. In the football space, 
I'm an engineer, and I thought, you know, I'm very good with figures, I'm very disciplined, and John is a very disciplined person. We were never into parties and all that. So we thought, it's us. We, I was working as a network uh, a specialist with Vodacom. We got a house in, in, in Sentin. God made us to pay for a house cash in Hellingham. All the players who were playing overseas, they sat John down. They said, no, CDN John, you must be doing something. There is absolutely no way. Runar Lalapolo overseas, and we can't afford the things that you do. And where God stopped us. Because it was clear that there was something supernatural working in us, but we did not realize it. At 15, John never experienced that. At that time, God created a situation in our marriage, 1998. We were excited. We thought we were going to a marriage enrichment. We had just had our second child. The first one, 25. The second one, 21. 1998 January, we had Moaili, and we were preparing ourselves to go to a marriage enrichment. On the day of that marriage enrichment, in the morning, I got a call, but this call was from a man wanting John, who had left his phone at home. But as I answered that call, and this man was speaking, I knew something was wrong. And that was the beginning of God's intervention. He actually showed us that our marriage is not all that we thought it was. And there was a serious problem. And that problem made me and John to seek him. We were sitting there helpless at that camp. And we said to them, we have a problem. We cannot participate in the program. And as we left that hall and went to our room, Muruti room. I poured out my self-righteousness. I thought I was the one who has held this marriage together because I left my engineering post at Vodacom. I looked after the children. I did this, I did this, I did this. And I spoke for more than two hours. Everybody was quiet. After two hours, Mamuruti Abuza Are, this problem. At that time, we were going to church, go Methodist in Bryanston, but it was just a social. We were just going as a social. There was no relationship with God. There was a shock, and I asked that question. If I know now enough, you can have this. And there was that stillness and quietness, and that Arabella Rarobana. 11 p.m. The following day, Haritzoa, Akirika Kelelunyaka Nasiki Chuloka Rai, Kitualitzwan, Marakabitan Tatwamiti. We were sitting like this, and I think that's why he was actually asking for chairs. Need to knees. We had a very good foundation for Anglican, your marriage counseling. But Murutuarana Nar Cancela, Nasaitinix, Naritlaka Mandei, Armamela, Arapela. But we did that for six weeks, we must do that. But we did that for more than six weeks. We did it for two years before resign. And every week, there was fire in, that, in, the, in those sessions. But Muruti was very calm. We would discuss things, and he taught us how to speak to one another. 
So we were not scared. Whatever problem came, we both knew in our hearts that we can solve anything. So that day, why, John, did you do what you did? And John looked me in the eye and gave me a one sentence because of the way she spoke to me. And I knew that I needed to go and find out why that answer. I went away from John. I found a big rock in that countryside. I was sitting and weeping on that rock because I had become a person that God had not created me to be. And when I looked at myself as I was crying, I was a very angry person. I was hurting. And as I looked, it was as if a video of my life was playing. When I was five, I was abused. And in that family, and there were so many things that were going wrong and nobody was seeing. And I was the last child and I was the girl. And a lot happened to me. And they made me angry. Angry towards men. And I was very angry and I brought that into my marriage. And in my marriage to protect myself, it was my way or no way. And Jesus was showing me a video of how everything came into my marriage. And I felt a tap on my shoulder on the rock, and I felt and I heard a voice saying, don't worry, I will help you. Immediately, a well of tears dried up and I stood up, I went back to the room, it was lunchtime. The time I left John was nine o'clock in the morning and everything was happening so fast and I went back and I said, John, can we have another session? And we were sitting knee to knee, hands to hands, looking in the eye, and I was saying, I know, Jesus, it's you who spoke to me. Inside me, I was saying, now help me. I don't even know where to start. I don't have a word. I don't have understanding. As I was sitting there, probably we sat looking at each other for 30 minutes. And John says, Mercedes, I want to tell you something, not because I feel guilty of what I have done, but because I feel this is what I need to do. I want to give my life to Jesus. We held hands. It was on the 4th of September, 1998. We held hands. Probably we did not even know how to pray except this prayer. Holy Father, Holy Spirit, Holy Jesus, make us whole, make us holy. We surrender our life to you. We ask you to lead us and guide us and show us what you want us to do from where we are. It was a dramatic change. Nobody called an altar call. Nobody taught us about God. But that moment, the Holy Spirit took over. And our transition was as fast as I, I cannot not, not even explain. But Modimo Aretusa from Methodist Church after two years. Radula Hai Arequala in our house in Danfin. And he taught us his word. And he used John to teach us. Rona, the past 14 years, has been a time where God anarebudisa. Some of the things that we went through, our families doesn't know. But when we heard from God, we had the vision, between the rich and the poor. And he gave John exact way how we were going to walk with him. He showed us that he wants us to move from the house that we built, Godenfin Golf Estate. 
and he's going to take us to Limpopo where we did not know anybody. But even the events of how things happened, he prepared us before the Etzahala. And then the house was sold, there was a case, and the money was locked in the trust. Haritamaya real Limpopo. We actually left everything. But as we left, we left with nothing. And we followed every day he provided for us. For a year, he said, the money will come. And I'm talking about seven-digit number. A money that changed our status from, from, from that to just following him. I want you to know it's a seed. You must give it away. So we thought we had given away cars. We thought we have given away furniture. And John said, but with this. Yeah. I, I think for now it was a big struggle. You know, kids, we had everything that we wanted. But because, as Siri said, it was a supernatural thing. It was a calling. You know, when, is a call, when there's a calling, God removes all these things that will be obstructions. Things that we will, will become our, our false vines, as I was speaking about it. But I was playing for super sport at that time. But going to, to training... That is to work, because that was our work, my work. I didn't feel peace. I was miserable every time. And they, at the end of the season, they gave me an extended contract. After they announced that, I said, no, I'm retiring from football. And they were shocked, because I'd never indicated to them, but I knew that it was time to move on. And I had a plan. My plan was that, I finish playing football, I, I go and help the players. Because we, I'm one of the founder members of the players' union. Because we wanted to change the status of, 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 of players' employment conditions. And I went to the players' union and said, when I finish the players' union, I'm getting into the administration of football. So that all these evil things that happen in football must change. That was my plan, and it was working well until I, I was at Players' Union. I worked for the Players' Union, I took a big salary cut. And then that was the beginning of our journey. Within no time, because of financial mismanagement in the Players' Union, and it was, it was draining me, and I told Sid, I said, I'm leaving this place, because that is not my calling. I, I, I didn't go there to fight you know, a, a corruption. I was there to go help the players, the voiceless. And then one day I came home and said, I'm re I've re immediately resigned. With immediate effect, I've resigned. And, you know, to my surprise, she, she celebrated, she was joyous. She thanked God. And uh, we had no plan B. So we had no income from that time on to this day. To this day, we have no income. 14 years later, we have been living by the grace and sustenance of Jesus Christ. So that's why we wanted to share this testimony with you.
that as we began the journey, Mudimu said, we must give away cars. And we lived in an affluent place, area. And then next to the affluent area was a squatter camp. So we, had, we were working in this water camp. We had a project that we have started. And the, affluent, the people in the affluent Dainfen did not want the squatter camp. They wanted away because of selfish reasons that it we had to talk to these people and say, you know what, we have to reach out to these people, Squatter Camp. And we did. Nalitid, we had to walk, come out from Denfin to a Squatter Camp. We had cars. Mudimu was challenging us to give them away. And we did. But we knew that what is happening to us it's the will of god for us and he provided he provided a car for us when we did not have a car and i was crying out to him because mercedes was driving a kumbi you know the kumbi is a hard macrobus and and never had problems in this car and my heart was bleeding and i cried out to the lord that weekend on the Sunday of that weekend, God sent somebody to bless us with a car that we drive now. A, yeah, a car that had no debt, that has been paid for everything. So God has been sustaining us. We have never slept without having food. So Jesus is sufficient for all of us. He is enough for all of us. Mercedes had to give up her career, lucrative career. She, by, by worldly standards, she should have been found in terms of salary. I could have been somewhere, but the Lord said, I am taking you to be my servants, and I will provide for you. Trust me. Trust me. And when we gave away the money that God from the, well, we got from the house because we prayed, Lord, you know, we are selling this house and we want to give some of the money uh, for the ministry. And God said, no, not some, all of it. All of it. Yeah. And, and we, we gave some of it to the churches in rural villages in Limpopo. And when we left for Limpopo, we didn't even have money for transport. Yeah. We didn't know where we are going to sleep, and that uh, and the transport was here. So we left. Only when I was on the way, I got a call from somebody we knew through his sister, and he said, "John, we have a place for you." So there was a flat that was empty, and the person is coming. December, he said, "No, that's that's good enough." We knew nobody else in that place. It's a rural place. It's an Afrikaner place. It, we know nobody. And God has called us for a very difficult mission. And this mission, it's a, it was a ministry, a football ministry. And our son wanted to go to an academy. And God spoke to Mutsidisi and directed Mutsidisi to this academy in Limpopo. Only later to discover that 
the, the, the guy who was directing this academy was abusing the boys sexually. And our, our son was tell, wanted to tell us, but he didn't have the courage to say. And one day he came, he was crying and said, guys, you don't know what's happening there. I don't want to go back there. And the guy phoned as if he knew that we're going to find out. And he phoned me and said, your, your son mustn't come back. We don't want your son anymore here. I said, no, 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 no. We'll talk about that when I come. But he, he's coming back with us. So this is a huge assignment God has had to call us to do. And I read about these are Afrikaners people. This is an Afrikaner man who's abusing these children in the name of Christ in an academy. So now we have to go and deal and, and, and confront this person in that community that we don't know anybody in. But God was with us. And we took a stand and he protected us and that academy was closed. And the guy moved away from that place. So we, we give God the glory because Rona, Hane, Ria, Limpopo, we had no bigger picture except the visions that God showed us. So we had already had the vision. So Mudimu, in his faithfulness, Bazalwan, he will close doors for us so that we go where he wants us to go. Even though Satan attacks us by the things that he brings to us, he is with us. Many are the troubles of the righteous, but he, the Lord, delivers us from them all. It was going to be easy for any parent to say, you know what, you are safe with us, stay home. But God said, no. I want all of those children to be freed. And you are the ones I've chosen. So we took six months of everything, of every program, of every job that we were doing, and we left with our friends, and we went to Limpopo for that assignment, six months. But God gave us a breakthrough on our anniversary, and we did not had to, we were just praying. And on that day, the wife confessed the husband agreed. We took the matter to the church and we made sure that all those children are free and to God be the glory. But the reason why Mudimu is sharing all the stories is because in all of our lives there are things that are happening. And some of them already understand it, but Hare Abaida, we just go where the vine tells us to go. We just do what the vine tells us to do. And they needed a house. They needed to go to schools. Mudimu Arno, little a homeschooler for a while. And it was a seven digit number. And I'm saying to you, when God speaks, he knows what he's doing. And even though 14 years later we still don't have an income, we are richer than the richest people that we know in this world. Our riches is not actually our self-worth, but is the kingdom worth. Because what we have been doing in all this time as Mudimun Zaragaira has been investment in his kingdom and seeds planted in his kingdom brings forth 
exponential rewards. It's not like your 10%, 20%. It is 100-fold. It is 1,000-fold, 30-fold, 60-fold. So we need to understand that when he died on that cross and we believed, he came to live in us. And we are one with him as the vine is one with the branches. And when we come to be one with us, and on that cross he exchanged our deathful, sinful nature for his righteous nature. He circumcised our hearts so that we who were sinful can be righteous. He gave us who, we, who were poor because of our sins. He gave us his riches. And therefore we need to believe God. Because God cannot ask us to give all that if it was only what we had. We gave from his abundance. And there is much more coming our way. But we need to see things from his perspective. We need not to rely on things of this world for sustenance. He is more than enough. He is more than enough. And I pray that you will see him as more than enough. I pray that as the worship song, as the song was saying to us, we must surrender wholly that as we live today, we will actually leave those things that makes us not to surrender to God. Because some of us are making our Mesebeti Arona to be as if Kiona ere provider lang. Hariboni hore. Mudimu kalitatileleng ukila sebeti sa jone hore provider lang. Naha ke kopana le jone kileka mojotakarna jone hao provider yaka. You are not my provider. You will never be my provider. I do not trust you. I love you. You are my husband. I love you. And I don't trust you. Because God said I must not trust any man. And I said, John, not only do, not, do I not trust you, I don't trust myself. I don't trust my mother. I don't trust my father. So, trust no man, but love one another. So, Renida Hotuha from a position where we are aligning ourselves and, 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 and binding, binding ourselves to people, whether they are our partners, whether they are our bosses, or Baruti Barona, or whoever who is God using to provide. Hasibona, the provider, they are just channels. We need to leave this place knowing to provide for you. provision. Your qualifications, whether university or wherever, where you are. It is the grace of God. He is the one who gives men honor and wealth, and he can take it anytime. He is the one who has honored kings with positions of power, but he can also remove them from the position of power anytime. So we need to come out of here understanding that God wants us to fully abide in him. He has greater plans. What we are experiencing now, Ernahanangore, is a big thing in our lives. It's actually nothing. We need to follow him to see greater things. Ari, you will do greater things because I am in you and the Holy Spirit is continually in you. If you follow me, you will do greater things than the ones that I have done. We should be, Bazalwane, but resurrecting the dead. We should be the ones that are feeding the poor. We should be looking after the widows. We should be the ones that are involved in decision making in our country. But we are sitting here asking God for petty little things every day day. Hariboni, the, the, the influence of Christ that is inside us that needs to change this world. He is waiting for us to rule this world with him. He has put in each and every one everything pertaining to authority and glory and power of his kingdom so that we do that that he has called us to do. 
and you will see me. Yes, this road comes with challenges, but he did not promise us. He said he wants to glorify himself. This rock, remember the vision of Daniel. There was a small rock, but this rock is the rock it symbolizes the kingdom of God. It grows supernaturally when we allow it to. My kingdom is like a mustard seed. It is such a small seed, but grows into the biggest tree of all the trees. We will see Micholo Yamudimu. Mudimu Ole Chakete Bazalwan. Nekijosa Mamrutika Kaka, I think a day before Friday, Hanekilapel Ar Muruti Mudimu. Kise Kifitile. I have heard your prayers. I have heard your prayers and all your prayers I have answered. I have heard you. I have come. But all these things you will see when you just surrender. There is nothing that you need to do. You just need to trust him. You don't need to tell the whole world. You just need to drink water and thank him for what he is doing. Because you know. Thank you for bearing with us during this session and attentively listening to the word of God. We thank you for receiving us with such humility and, and, and receiving us with, uh, what's, what's the word? With joy, with hospitality, because that's what God has commanded us to be to one another, to be hospitable to one another. And we felt that warmth and hospitality, I felt it to me and to my family. And, and this is the family of Jesus Christ. And we feel that we are part of this family. We, we cannot be in Christ and be separated, people. When we are in Christ, we become one with him. So we are all one in Christ Yeshua. And to be obedient, and allowing us, that can only be out of obedience and the fear of the Lord. So, Moya but we have five children. During this journey, as he was working with us, he took care of these five children. Banabaruna are well looked after by God, not us. O Omoholo Unali business a high Cape Town. Oh, are we too? Oh, it's a medicine, Okostelen Bosch. But before the medicine, he was schooled by God from grade one, from grade two, till he finished, God was taking care of him. And I need to shortly tell you that Mudimu Olaeza Hore, Banaba Ronabaskaya to government school because I didn't want that. 
Nekit Kopa Mudimuhor, Rekamban Rabarut, but he took them when he took them to schools, Bailego St. Stephen's, Heron Bridge, Waterbeck Academy. And Ha Atokata Skolo Oabitu, he did grade 10 and 11 in one year. Are Ukwile Mudimu, Gayen, Akaboyen, Horamudimu are Ayete Cambridge homeschooling. He got all straight A's and A pluses. And he was awarded a bazaar to go to London, to, to UK. Resina income, God made sure he went to school properly. So when we allow God to be God, he takes 18 rand and 18 rand 50 to the pound to a school in the UK. And God provided every time he needed money, we had it in pounds. And this is the God that we serve. He is now raising this ones. homeschooling. And I want us to let go of all the fears. He will take them to the best schools. He'll give them the best clothes. shopping in 14 years. But God gives me things that stand. I would never buy them. I will never look at them even in the shops. He is a faithful God. Yeah.